today's podcast and video. Today we are talking about how to revise and succeed in GCSE German with Magdalena Ewan, who is a German tutor. Welcome to the School Success Formula, Magdalena. Um, good morning and in German, guten Tag and guten Morgen. Oh, guten Morgen. <laughs> it's great to have you here. So can you please um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in helping students to succeed in GCSE German? Mm-hmm. So um, thank you very much for having me um, today. I'm very excited to be here. So I'm a qualified German teacher and I'm working as a full-time German tutor. And um, I'm preparing loads and loads of students every year for the GCSE German exams, which is very exciting. Um, I started um, thinking about becoming a teacher when I was living in Germany and doing my degree. And um, so I trained as a teacher in Germany and then I came to the UK and I worked at a boarding school where I was teaching German GCSE, very exciting times. And then I thought, "Mm, maybe I should qualify as a teacher here as well. So that's what I did. I did a PGCE in the UK, which gave me a bit of intro and background on how to properly prepare students for the British GCSEs. And I continued working at boarding school. And then I thought, oh, there's so many other students out there who need help. And I started tutoring in the UK as well. Always been tutoring in Germany, but starting tutoring here. And um, yeah, it's very exciting because every year there are so many students who think, my goodness, German is so difficult. I can never do it. And every year I prove them wrong. (laughs) That's brilliant. That's brilliant to hear. And you're going to be teaching the How to Revise GCSE German Masterclass in the Extraordinaries Club on the 10th of March, aren't you? Um, That's that's correct, yes. If you're listening in the future. So what we're going to be talking about today is a little bit of a taster of the kind of things that um, you'll be sharing in the masterclass Um, and we hope that people will get value out of what you share today as well. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I have to say that this has been long awaited. People have been asking for this for a long time, but the pandemic a little bit got in the way, but we're finally getting to it. So that's really exciting. Okay, so the first question for you is how to prepare for the GCSE German exam. So where do you start, basically? Mm, Very, very important question, I would say. And I think when it comes to GCSEs, German, it's very important to start early because, I mean, the earlier start, the better the chances to um, learn more vocab, etc. But I have to say, don't panic if you haven't started yet, okay? Because German is a very logical language. Um, it might not seem that way when you look at those massively long words, etc. But it, um, with a few tricks, it can all make sense. Um, I would say definitely um, there's still lots of time if you're starting now I mean it's February the class happens in March so in March and then you have a few months left until the actual exam well ideally you would have started by now okay but if you haven't um, start now and the key is little but often and with little but often I actually mean every day because what students do, because it might work in other subjects, like I might say maybe 
English, etc., where you set aside a certain period of time during one day at the weekend, and then you study three, four hours and it works. But unfortunately, it doesn't work for German because, you know, German, it's a spoken language. And the more you study, and I always say every day, the better you can get at it. And everyone has time. I say make time. You have time on the way to school, when you're sitting on the bus, when you're walking to school, when you're taking the train, etc. Mm -hmm. um, there's always five minutes that you can squeeze in. And, you know, five minutes doesn't sound like a lot, but five minutes German every day sums up to a lot every week and etc. And I'm yeah. saying that's just the minimum. But yeah, five minutes every day to do some vocab revision is very, very good. <laughs> and um, I mean, the more vocab you can do every day, the better it is in the future. And with vocabulary, I also say, you know, students say, oh, but I can't walk and look at my um, flashcards and my vocabulary. Well, you don't have to because if you have a phone and lots of students actually have a phone, then in the evening, I would say, quickly record five minutes of words. So you would say the German word and the English word or the German phrase and the English phrase such as, um, heute bin ich müde, just to give you an example. And then you say, today I am tired. And you just listen to it while you're walking. And even if you can't remember everything, you will have listened to some German already. You would have spoken some German. I mean, if you're walking to school, there's no one around. I always say you listen to something, repeat it again, because that way you're practicing your pronunciation as well. So that's one of the things. And um, very important thing as well, I would say keep a vocabulary booklet or a vocabulary sheet. Okay, it can be as a piece of paper, a little booklet, or you can create a Google Docs document, which you can do online for free. And it's really handy because when you create documents online on Google, they never get lost. Because I had students in the past which said, oh, who said, oh, so many words somewhere on some sheets, but I've lost them. Well, can be easily solved if you have a document online, you put every single word on there that you come across and you're not familiar with. And um, I always say when you create a vocabulary list, try to divide it in three parts into verbs, nouns and everything else. So everything else that categories like adjectives, prepositions, phrases, etc. And um, if you want, you can even go ahead and then have certain topic areas. So if you're studying one topic, family topic, have one vocabulary sheet or vocabulary booklet for the family topic and so forth. So I would say that's definitely a good place to start. Amazing, amazing. That's really, really helpful. And I completely agree with the everyday thing. And um, in the Extraordinaries Club, we always talk about the five minute revision challenge and how it mounts up day by day by day and makes such a huge difference. OK, so what about topic specific vocabulary? How can students approach this? Mm -hmm. So I've already... Um, said a tiny bit about it and when for example if you're doing the German AQA GCSE exam and in that specific exam you have three distinct um, themes so um, and these themes apply to all four question papers which means reading listening writing well and some of the speaking later as well and um, well I would say 
in order to start, right, let's say we're doing the German AQA GCSE exam. So we have three themes, identity and culture, local, national, international, global areas of interest, and the third one being current and future study and employment. These are just the major themes, which are then divided into some um, subtopics, but these are the general big ones. So um, let's say you're studying the topic identity and culture, which is um, your family topic, friends topic, etc. how you get along with your family. So the best way I would say, when you study a topic, you let's say the family topic, you would then um, read a text, for example, and in each textbook, if you're lucky enough to have a textbook provided by a school, then at the end of each section, there is a list of vocabulary specific to that topic, so the family topic. And um, when you start revising it, I would say, take a piece of paper, cover up the German, go through the English. If you realize, oh, there are words I don't remember or I've totally forgotten, you would then take them and put them on your vocabulary list, the one that I mentioned before, or the vocab sheet, et cetera. Because if you go through the words, the family topic, some students are very eager to write down every single word. Mama is mom, dad is father, and so on and so on. Well, you don't need to do it because if you're at this stage, you made it to the GCSE German exam, which is absolutely amazing. You already know a lot more words than you actually think you do. So that's why I'm saying, don't just go and copy every single word that you can find about the family topic because you do not have to. You just copy the ones that you are not familiar with or you might have forgotten and put them on an extra piece of paper. And I think that works for every topic and it's a really, really good way to start. So yeah, definitely don't make the mistake trying to be super eager and writing out every single word on that topic because I can assure you, you do not need to do this yet. Yeah, I see this happening, not just in languages, but in many different subjects that students, they almost cling on to the things that they already know, like a safety blanket because it's yes. comfortable and they don't go for the things that um, are a little bit outside the comfort zone because it's difficult and it's challenging and all that kind of thing. And it's just really about having that mindset that you're trying to stretch yourself, you're trying to learn new things, you're trying to extend your capabilities all the time and focusing on those things that are harder enables you to do that doesn't it definitely definitely and i mean starting out with writing down words is just the absolute bare minimum because you will realize when you go through a text that you've read about the family topic or how you get along with your family etc you will see nice phrases such as ich verstehe mich gut mit which means i get along well with and that sentence, if you write it down once, you can then reuse, recycle in um, future topics as well. Um, if you talk about your teachers, your school topic, etc. because I get along well with my, let's say, math teacher because he's kind, etc. So that phrase, ich verstehe mich gut mit, can be then recycled. So if you come across a word you're not familiar with, write it down. If you see a phrase that you think, oh, that's actually not too bad, I can reuse it, recycle, write it down as well onto your vocab sheet or vocab, booklery, etc. Amazing, great tips, thank you. So next question, how do you prepare for the GCSE German listening exam? Mm, yeah, listening, that's always a good one because students always say, um, 
I can do the writing, the speaking, the reading. I can't do the listening. It's so difficult. They speak so quickly and I don't understand a single thing. Mm, well, I'm pretty sure you understand much more than you actually think you do. Um, but what the um, slight issue what students always have is like, they speak so fast and I can't understand a single word. And I'm saying, please do not panic. Just stay quiet and listen out for keywords. Because when you listen out for keywords in our spoken text, you will understand bits and bobs, which you then can put together to answer questions. It's not about understanding every single thing. And um, I mean, a nice way to get into um, German listening, it's obviously, of course, listening to the German radio. There are so many German radio stations um, that you can listen to, listening to the German news. And there's, um, there's um, this German news channel, which um, is called Slowly Spoken German News, Langsam gesprochene Nachrichten, which even comes with um, the trans, um, transcription, which is amazing because you can listen to it, look at the transcript and um, figure out a few words here and there, which is super, super nice to do. Um, another thing, I mean, a lot of students have access to Netflix and um, when I say Netflix, I always go, oh, I can watch a German movie, I'll become fluent. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't work like this, but it's a really, really, really nice way to start listening to more German, to practice your um, listening and listening out for certain things. So I would say, first thing first, I mean, if you have access to Netflix, if you don't, maybe some of your friends, colleagues, etc., might have access and you can try and get the hands on this one. So try and get um, onto Netflix. And um, if you try to find a movie, I mean, if you're planning to watch a movie on a Saturday or Sunday evening, just to relax, etc., um, choose a movie and maybe choose German subtitles with it. Because when you listen to the English and then you read the German, then you can hear the English, see the German. If you want to stretch yourself a tiny bit, put on the German um, language and German subtitles. And at the beginning, it might seem a bit confusing because there are so many things happening, but it can be so beneficial if you listen to it and you see it at the same time, um, then you can pick up some words here and there. And yeah. I mean, I have to say it again. I mean, <laughs> students always say, oh, amazing, I'm just going to watch German movies and I'm going <laughs> to be fluent in German. Well, that sounds nice but it doesn't work like that but it's really really beneficial to do that instead of just watching a random tv show in english just watch it in german that's one thing i've just watched on channel four um which is free for everybody for on demand um the deutschland series there's deutschland 83 deutschland 86 deutschland 89 very good was made in germany there is some spoken english in it but probably 99% of it is German and it's really really good TV as well it's really exciting so I would recommend that to anybody <laughs> particularly Definitely. also if you're interested in history because it's about you know quite an interesting period in history as well oh um, definitely definitely can I say one more thing about the I'm listening sorry, yeah. um when you start doing listening papers I mean, lots of the papers are obviously online. You can get the MP3 with it so you can listen to it. And amazing, which is really amazing. You often get the actual transcript. So if, you if you're doing an exercise like on the listening paper and then you think, oh, there are so many words, I had no clue what's going on. Try to get the transcript 
look at the transcript, then redo the exercise. And then if you're still struggling, listen to the exercise while reading through it. And that way you'll be able to pick up so many more words. Amazing. Yeah, great tip. Great tip. It's really about taking it in stages and kind of it's it's almost like filling in the gaps, isn't it? It's like, you know, picking out the words that you do know and then seeing how you can fill in the gaps like oh, each pass through the task. Really, Definitely. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. OK, so when should students start doing exam past papers when they're doing GCSE German? Mm hmm. I would say as soon as you can, the earlier, the better. But with having said that, I would also say, um, if you're starting to use um, um, exam papers, past exam papers, and let's say you're doing the GCSE um, AQA, um, I would say it's actually more beneficial at the beginning when you're starting out to use another exam board such as Edexcel or CIE, so not your own exam board. And the reason for this is because there's only that many papers out there that you can practice. And if it's just about practicing the language part of it, um, the language component per se, not the ex actual exam and technique for your actual exam board, then it's better to start with another exam board so you can revise the grammar, revise the vocab, because, I mean, the topics are almost the same in every single exam board. And if you practice other exam papers, then closer to the actual exam, let's say the exam is in May, you, I would say at the end of March, April, you then start doing your own exam papers. And that way you get a much better idea of what your current actual level is, because you will have practiced all the other ones, and then you can do um, your actual exam boards. So if you're doing Edexcel, start with an AQA past paper. If you're doing an AQA exam, start with an Edexcel paper. Don't go straight into your own exam board because you're just going to run out of exam papers at the end. Amazing tips. Yeah, really, really good tips. Okay, um, how do you prepare for the GCSE German written exam? That's one of my favorite, I would say. <laughs> Definitely. I always say follow the um, triple S rule. And with the triple S rule, I mean short, sweet and simple. Okay, because often I see my students are trying to attempt those amazing long sentences and I always say to them, okay, you're not Goethe, right, the German poet, and we're not there yet, we're getting there, but keep it short, simple and sweet. And because the reason for that is, if you attempt short sentences and they're grammatically correct, you've used a verb, you put the verb in the second idea because remember German is a V2 language and which is just followed by the TMP rule, time, manner, place. And if you go through your sentences, you write short sentences that are grammatically correct, that's far more beneficial in terms of exam um, marks than writing those massively long sentences that no one understands what you're trying to say because they're just so intertwined with each other. So keep it short, simple, and sweet, triple S. And once you've gone through your written sentences and you see, okay, I have V2, I've applied TMP, I think I can expand my sentence. And that's when you go to the next step. Then you would, um, I would say, introduce a connective or maybe an opinion phrase. 
and connectives. There are three different types of connectives and three different categories in German. So we have the coordinating, subordinating and inversion connectives. So which you can use to make your sentences longer. But always remember, you always go back to V2, TMP, and then you add the connectives. And if you follow these three steps, your sentences will, I would say, be correct in 90% of the cases. So definitely. And another important thing I would say is when you're preparing for the exam, you should try and aim at writing three to four nice sentences for each topic area learn those sentences and then you can reuse them in the actual writing exam because as mentioned before when i mentioned the family topic right so the sentence ich verstehe mich gut mit i get along well with and then you could add weil da 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 because xyz so if you have three to four sentences with each topic and you know them well and they contain v2 tmp and a connective at the right place you can reuse them and i can assure you if you've practiced sentences for different topic areas before, they can always be recycled in the actual writing exam. Amazing, great tips. I love the kind of, you know, the formula behind it. And, you know, that, that just makes it so much easier to, you know, do good work basically, doesn't it? Yeah, and adding to that, actually, you mentioned the word formula. When students say, oh, I can do math, I can't do languages, hang on. German is just another type of like formulas, different formulas, just like a big puzzle. If you have one puzzle piece here and one there, that might not make sense when you just look at different grammar points. But if you put them together and use the actual formula like V2, TMP, and apply it consistently, it's basically the key to success. Amazing, amazing, I love it. Okay, to finish off, can you share with us some of the typical mistakes that students make with GCSE German? Mm. Yes, definitely, definitely. I mean, German can sometimes seem like a very overwhelming language because when you take a text and you see those words that sometimes have 20 letters in them, it's like, oh my goodness, what is this? But it's all very logical because, I mean... When you see long words, it doesn't mean that it's one specific long word that you need to learn as in terms of like um, vocabulary. Each single noun in German, not each one, but a lot of the nouns are so-called compound nouns, which means they're made of short words that you might or probably already know. So don't get overwhelmed by those long words. Always try to break them down. And I can assure that there's always like one word that you already know, and then you can try and figure out the rest. Okay. So in German, it sometimes seems that there is a rule, such as with um, noun endings. So if a word, <coughs> apologies, ends in, let's say, H E I T, like die Schönheit, etc., that word is always feminine. Um, it would get a feminine article. And sometimes there can be exceptions to it, but don't get overwhelmed. If you learn the rule, it applies to 90% of all the words. So if there's one word ends in H-E-I-T and it's not feminine, that's okay. That's okay. You just focus on the rule and just apply the rule. And um, I think one of the mistakes that students always make is when they when they read through a text like a reading comprehension text and then they start panicking because they don't understand a lot of words 
But I would say in order to answer the questions below the text, you do not need to have understood every single word. It's about getting the um, keywords in every single text because there are those little words that you might have heard, but in a situation, exam situation, you might start panicking because you completely forgotten it. But if you then look at the questions below actually and see what the question is asking, you realize quite quickly, you do not need to know the little words. It's just about the keywords. And I think that is something very, very, very important. Um, definitely very important thing to remember. I definitely think so. I mean, I, I, did, I didn't do German GCSE, but I, having done French and reading nice. things in French, now, you know, there's no way I understand every single word, but you can get the gist of it from, you know, what you do know and how it links to English and all that kind of thing. So you just have to be quite clever about it. Or I don't know clever if clever is the right word, but, you know, kind of sensible about it, I suppose it's a better word. I would say that as well. And you said something really important here, actually. Look at the English ones, because I mean, German and English are both so-called Indo-European languages, which means they have the same stem. And I mean, that's a typical word, but die Hand, which is the hand, right? So it's the same word, actually. Or when you look at or, O-H-R, which is the ear, it's very, very similar. So if there is something that you don't understand, maybe try and see, oh, is there something similar in English? And that's one way to approach um, understanding different words in a text as well. Um, yeah, that was it. Another thing I wanted to mention, actually, when you're saying typical mistakes students make, that brings me back to the question we had before, and that is that they try to overcomplicate things, students. I mean, if you're doing the exam, always remember the SSS rule, short, simple, and sweet. If you keep your sentences rather um, simple and only then start expanding it, once you've applied the SSS, the triple S rule, then you're always on the safe side because you know, you're already getting marks for what you've written once you've applied the triple S rule. And then if you go for V2 and TMP, which is a verb second idea, time and a place of TMP, then you automatically have brilliant sentences. And it's each, each sentence that you're writing has one verb in it. That's already all you need to do. So keep it simple. If you're feeling really confident, then expand. And if you follow this rule, you're always on the safe side. Brilliant. Can you just repeat for us what the TMP stands for? Mm -hmm. TMP stands for time, manner, place. Manner. So, mm -hmm, manner. I'll give you an example. So if you're saying, um, I'm going to town, tomorrow I'm going to town with my friends. So tomorrow is the time phrase, mm -hmm. to town is the place phrase, and manner is basically everything that is not a time or place phrase. So okay. in German, you, sometimes you don't have a sentence that has TMP, which, which means you sometimes only have the place, I'm going to town tomorrow. You're not saying with whom you're going, but you always have to remember the word order needs to stay the same. You still need to have T in front of P, M in front of P. You don't have P in front of T. Okay, you say, don't say, so you, you would say I'm going tomorrow I'm going to town instead of I'm going to town tomorrow. Yes, exactly. There are some, I would say, th this is just the most basic rule. Sometimes if you want to stress that it's tomorrow to town I'm going, not to the cinema, 
you can then swap it around a tiny bit. But I'd say stick to TMP and you're always on the safe side. Brilliant. Amazing. Well, this has been amazingly helpful. I just, you know, I'm so excited for the masterclass because I can't believe how much more you're going to be able to share in that format. And it's just going to be so helpful for students studying GCSE German. So on that day, we'll be covering the listening, reading, writing and what's the other one? Speaking. Speaking, that's the one. Papers, and there'll be lots of tips. You know, whatever exam board people are doing, it will be applicable to them. Um, and I'm sure your experience with working with people across all the different exam boards, aren't you? Yeah, that's the Definitely, piece. definitely. And I mean, I'm always very excited to hear when students actually choose German um, as their GCS, one of the GCSE subjects, because often they say, oh, you know, French and Spanish are so much easier than German. Well, it's not true. German can be so much easier as well if you follow the different rules and apply them. Amazing. So um, that is happening on the 10th of March at 7pm in the evening. And we'll put the link if people want to sign up for that somewhere around this video or audio, depending on where you're listening or watching it. Um, And yeah, we'll be really, really excited to see people there. Thank you so much, Magdalena, for sharing this amazing information with us today. (laughs) Thank you very much and you're most welcome. It was a real pleasure and I really hope that students, if they haven't started um, studying for the exam yet, are not panicking because remember, you can always start now, but do little and do it often. Brilliant advice. Well, thank you everyone listening. Thank you for being here. Have a wonderful day and goodbye.